Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Fleekazoid podcast. Did you guys know that I'm on Patreon? If you like my content and you want to support me doing it, you can do that for only $2 a month. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today's episode is going to be for my girls who deal with the unfortunate situation of blocking a man and then unblocking him. And potentially, maybe even the dynamic where you do this in a cycle. And these cycles can go on for months. They could probably even take place over the course of three or four years, depending on your relationship with this individual. And I'm not here to beat you up today or say, oh my god, it's all your fault or to make you feel bad. I'm here to talk about having some compassion for ourselves in these moments and talking about why we do this and why these people come in and out of our lives the way that they do. And I'm not somebody who has all the answers because Lord knows I stay taking L's. But I'm going to speak from some personal experience here and maybe even some of the experiences that I've heard online. So I'm not like establishing myself as an authority on this subject. However, I am here to just talk about it in general, like my experience. And I don't know, maybe it'll help you out. Maybe it'll help you understand what you're going through if you're someone who does this. So to start us off, I'm going to run over a few reasons of why we do this. And the first and most obvious reason is because we want love or passion or whatever that relationship brought to us. We unblock because we believe that there's hope, hope that they changed, hope for the relationship to follow the path that we thought it was going to have all along. We think that there's maybe some unclosed chapter that we haven't finished. We feel like there's still more to the story that's left to explore. There's this other aspect of us that maybe if some time has passed after we blocked this individual, we know that there's an older version of ourselves that still has love for them or that wanted them and we unblock for that older version of ourselves because we want to see them happy. We want them to be satisfied. We feel like maybe they were unfulfilled in the fact that they didn't get to see that play out. And by that, I mean the progression of this relationship and the way that it never got to evolve. We might even feel like it was cut off prematurely and that our older version of ourselves was robbed. There's also this part of us that's potentially still unhealed. And it's not that we don't recognize all the growth we've made since we've blocked this individual. There could be this itty bitty crack where this person just happens to sneak right on through. Or maybe you just don't think that there's somebody better out there for you. Maybe you've had them blocked for a month, two months, three months, and you feel like by now I should have found a replacement or by now I should have been in another relationship. Maybe you're discontent with single life and you unblock this person because you see them as a safe place, a safe choice. You might even see them as a backup option. You might think, well, since I'm not dating seriously anyways, maybe I should just give in to whatever they want because... Having somebody in my life, whether it was unfulfilling, is better than being lonely. Maybe being single feels more unfulfilling than having a connection in your world. I have been the person who has unblocked an individual after months, like maybe even a year, 
And I have been the person who has unblocked because that person has resurfaced. And I felt like, well, since they're back, they must be different or they must have changed. And I want to address both situations. But let's start off with the people who unblock after months, weeks, or maybe even a year. Out of their own accord and no resurfacing from the other person. The first thing I want to say is, you blocked for a reason. You left that relationship for a reason. And only you will know those reasons. Whether it was because he was dusty, because he cheated on you, because he wasn't able to meet your needs, whether it was because he was unfulfilling, or if it was someone who you cared about significantly more than they cared about you, there was something that led you to it. Happy people don't just block out of nowhere. So let's sit with ourselves and remember why we blocked an individual. And I think one of the most helpful things that we can do is journal. For me, I journal. Does this stop you from unblocking that person? Not necessarily, but it can take you back to a moment in time and you can remember exactly where your head was at when it happened. And let's address the obvious things. First of all, they're not a safe choice because if they were a safe choice, you would still be with them. They would be somebody who wouldn't have even let you go or somebody who wouldn't have even set you up mentally to even get to the point of hitting that block button. And I don't know how long your periods personally are between blocking and unblocking someone if it's, you know, coming from you and you're the one who's doing the reaching out after the fact. But don't you think that if you actually had something with this person that it would have started and never stopped? Like for me, if you're in my life for three months, we would already be like on our way to being in love. If you have known me for one year, we should have at least have been together for like eight months at that point. And a good man is going to be the one who knows that if it's over, it's over. He's not going to see you as a backup. He's not going to see you as a safe choice. Because that whole backup and safe choice mentality goes both ways in my opinion. I think that just as much as you think that you can unblock them and they'll always be single, they think the same thing of you. Because you wouldn't be in a cycle of blocking and unblocking them if they didn't accept you back each time you did it. And let's hone in on the meaning safe here. A real safe place, a safe choice, is one that's dependable and reliable. And don't you think that if somebody was either of the two, that you would never have a reason to even have an ending? Ultimately though, I think it's an internal sense of settling. You are settling for something that you knew at one point that you did not want, that was not good for you, or that did not benefit your life or your mentality, or whatever led you to that place of deciding that you need to block them and never talk to them again. For the sake of past you and future you, do not settle. Because when you settle, you are compromising on what you actually want and you end up with all the things that you don't. There might even be a trauma bond element happening in this dynamic. You might feel so devastated and sad leading up to the moment that you finally do unblock and then you reunite with them. And then you get that short-term, very fleeting spike of dopamine and serotonin and bonding hormones and all the things that make you feel high and happy internally. But then you end up with that person again for like an elongated period of time, maybe 24 hours, 48 hours, a week, a month. And then you realize how unfulfilling it actually is to be with them. And you remember why you did what you did. And then we kick ourselves. We kick ourselves for going back on all the healing and progress that we made it because we think like, oh my God, how could I have allowed myself back into this situation? Don't beat yourself up. Consider it a learning experience and pick up the pieces where you are. Get out. 
and do what you can to start again. And the problem with this blocking and unblocking cycle and leaving them is that doesn't it feel harder each time to leave whenever you do it? Doesn't it feel like you owe them an explanation this time for when you're leaving? It feels like, oh, I can't just block them without saying anything. You owe it to yourself to preserve yourself mentally. You owe it to yourself to do what's right for you. Especially if you've made it a point to have conversations and communicate your expectations. And he acknowledged it. The sad fact about life is that we cannot love people into changing for us. We cannot love them into doing better. Our parents can't love us into being better kids. We can't love our friends into making better choices. People have to want to change for themselves. And it doesn't matter how many times you block this guy and leave his life and then come back hoping that two months fixed him or three months fixed him. The only thing that can fix him is him. And we talked about this in the block him and never look back episode. But when you block someone, that's a finite decision on your behalf. Realize that when you do that, that is the final door being closed. If you are doing that with the intention of changing an individual, you are doing that to manipulate them. No amount of blocking someone and unblocking them is going to make them appreciate you or want you the way that you want them. Now, if you are somebody who blocks and unblocks and then you reach out, have some compassion for yourself. But just know that it's not a healthy thing to do for you and it's not good for you to do to these other people It's coming from a place where you feel like you might not have any other options and this person can probably tell and they're not flattered by it. It's not a compliment to be on the other end of and it might even feel manipulative. So just know that you're not doing yourself any favors when you do that and you're not doing them any favors. So don't ever block somebody with the intention that you are going to come back to them or you are going to make them learn their lesson. And if you are going to be someone who is going to end a relationship, make sure that you are doing it with absolute clarity. That means that if you haven't even fully formed a cohesive thought in your mind, but you have your body screaming at you intuitively, like chills, physical sickness, and maybe you can't put words to the thoughts, that's still enough of a reason. Like you don't need a verbatim reason, but you just need to know that it's not working for you. And you need to log that down and you need to look back at it when you finally do make the decision to end the relationship. And know that if that person was truly a safe place or truly was your best option, that you wouldn't feel like that. Good options don't make you feel bad. It doesn't matter if it looks good on paper or if you should be in a relationship at this age or maybe you've been single for so long. Oh, it's so embarrassing to have a dry spell. Fuck all that shit. None of that matters. Do what's best for you. Do what feels right for you. You owe it to yourself. Don't do it for anybody else's approval but your own and don't do anything to try to make yourself look like a good guy or a hero because the only person that you have to be good for and the only person that you have to save is yourself. And when I say pick up the pieces and move on with your life, I mean know that your gym routine is going to continue as normal. Know that you're still going to brush your teeth. You're still going to get out of bed when you need to get out of bed. Know that all the things that you have to do in a day, like your errands, are still going to be able to get done. And this person is no longer a motivating factor in your life. This person is not somebody that you have to sit around and wait for in order to make things happen for you. Like, hey, who knows? Maybe this person became a source of dopamine and it was your reason to go to the gym and it was your reason to take care of yourself. Realize that you should be doing these things for you. You don't need anybody else behind you to motivate you to do that. And just acknowledge all the growth that you've been through during the time that you had when they were blocked. 
Like, I bet your career improved. I bet your grades got better. I bet you and your friends became closer. So did your family. I bet you gained a support system during that time. At least I did. Like, for me, other people saw me hurting, or at least I was very vocal about how I was hurting, and they reached out to me and they wanted to be there for me. And look, like I said, don't do it for other people. But yeah, they're going to look down on you for going back to them. And they're going to think that you're disrespecting yourself. And honestly, it is kind of a sign of disrespect when you are going back to somebody who blatantly didn't treat you well or who put you in a position where you felt like you had to literally block them for your own sanity and mental well-being. And usually what happens when we get back together with these people or we unblock them, these people distance themselves from us. But it's not because they hate us and like they don't want to be there for us. It's because it's genuinely so hard to watch somebody be a part of something that is harming them. Of course, there might be an element of them feeling like you're wasting their time, but it's mostly because they don't want to watch somebody continuously hurt themselves. And realistically, there comes a point when they have to ask themselves, is this a toxic person who enjoys engaging in dysfunction? And if that's the case, it's their right to say, hey, I don't want to be a part of dysfunction. So when they remove you from their world, I think it's fair, but it's not because they hate you. It's because they're trying to be healthy, and by you blocking someone and saying, hey, I'm moving forward with my life, that's a big step in your mental health. That's a big step in your well-being, and they don't want to be brought down personally by that experience, and I kind of have to agree with them. It's hard to be around somebody who actively does that, but it's even harder to be the person who is doing that. As somebody who is guilty of blocking and unblocking, I know that sometimes we just don't know that we're done until we are 100% done. But what I think happens in these windows of time when we're blocking and unblocking, whether it's months to years in between these gaps, we're telling ourselves that we can't find anybody better. And then maybe we get back with them and we realize, wow, I actually was significantly better off without them. And that's the thing is that you do deserve better. I remember I had a situation where I specifically unblocked a guy routinely like in the spurts of four months to six months to maybe even a year and this went on for four years. Some of you guys know him as Lester from the YouTube story time. Yeah that one's a while back but I remember the last time I unblocked him was in 2020. I went out to go get dinner with him or basically like appetizers and a drink. After that night ended Our reunion was so unsatisfying and this man could not have a conversation in the way that I needed it to be had. And I remember just being like, no, I'm not going to go back to your place, but you have a good night. And I sat there and I thought with myself, if I was going to have something with this man after four years, don't you think that it would have happened by now? And how stupid do I look running back to my friends being like, oh, hey, you guys, I hung out with Lester. And what happened? Oh, nothing I think for me my mental threshold had maxed out but even by one year I was telling myself if this was a guy who was going to be my boyfriend he'd be my boyfriend by now I said the same thing at two years I said the same thing at three years and by the fourth year it's like okay this is literally so stupid and that's the point is that this can go on for years I say (laughs) after three months enough enough is enough and even if they had the opportunity to be good to you and be with you once That was their opportunity. They showed you who they were going to be. Like if they gave you a reason the first time around or the second time around and the third time around, why would the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh be any different? No, that's who they are. And they keep showing you that that's who they are. And if not, they get worse. 
that's enough, okay? You have to put your foot down at some point and you have to be respectful to yourself and what you want and you have to honor your needs and honor your needs by knowing that that person is never going to give them to you. Now, I want to talk about the men who come back after we block them. Yes, maybe they use a random phone number to text you. Maybe they came through a separate Instagram account and slid in your DMs or an email or Venmo. However they did it, they found a way to get past your block or maybe you left a crack open and they came in through that crack and now they've resurfaced and they are asking to be back in your world. Maybe you weren't expecting them to come back. Maybe you told yourself there's literally nothing they can say or do to convince me to unblock them. Or maybe they left you alone long enough for you to actually get to a place where you moved on and you felt like you could live life without them. Maybe you actually were able to regain all of your healthy routines. Maybe you're even bored because you have so much peace in your life. Maybe you're hoping that they've changed. Maybe you didn't block them so that you could teach them a lesson, but you think, oh wow, what if they did? Maybe the peace in your life is so boring as of now that you want a little toxicity. You want dysfunction. You want something to spice it up. Maybe you've been watching Euphoria and you're seeing Maddie and Nate and Cassie and you're kind of thinking, hmm, would be fun to have something toxic. There could be a part of you that wants to settle because you're like, wow, I haven't found anybody yet and this is the only person who's pursuing me and look, they're evading my block. They must be really serious about me. Or maybe you block them because you did not run out of love. You just ran out of patience and that love still exists within you. Let's talk about it. The first thing I want to say is that it takes a very specific personality and mentality to think that. I'm going to evade this person's block and they're actually going to take me back or talk to me or entertain me. And I say this because of my experience with the Scorpio. Yes, the one that I went into full detail about in the block him and never look back episode. This man came back around after that episode and guess what? It worked. I actually did unblock him again. And I remember one of our conversations happening about 48 hours after that took place. He took so much pride in the ability to get unblocked. Like, I forgot what our specific conversation was, but his words were, I'm always going to get my way back in. And it was like, oh, okay, so getting unblocked is all about the ability to get unblocked. It's about the sheer fact that you know that you can show up through a random number or through a random DM and that it can happen for you. This was my second time unblocking him and it was because he came through a Google phone number and because he asked me if I wanted to be his girlfriend. And this was literally the only thing that would have worked on me. And at this point, I feel like it's so stupid to continue talking about this dude, but I think he's such a perfect example for this dynamic. But for myself, with this specific situation, I had allowed him back into my life for maybe like a total of 72 hours before I decided that it was time to get out because I had realized that he said what he needed to say to get unblocked because within like what seeing him and then having like a phone call I realized that he wasn't trying to have serious conversations he wasn't actually trying to be my boyfriend he actually had started following other women on Instagram and oh my gosh you guys tell me how they looked like me with my long blonde hair anyways these guys come back because first of all we were good to them Why would you not want that person back if you have nothing but positive memories of them 
And you knew that you could be horrible to them and they would still be amazing to you. Of course they come back. Sometimes these guys go out into the streets and nobody else wants them or it's not as easy to get with them or they don't have the same control that they have on that person that they did with you. And it's just a lot easier to go back to something that they've already built up than starting from ground zero. And if this is a guy who gets no ego boost on his own, he can't self-validate. Maybe he has nothing to be proud of. Maybe he has nothing to actually make him genuinely happy in regards to his career or his family or his friendships. And he's looking for anything that's going to give him a pep in his step. And it's the possibility of maybe I can get this girl who has blocked me on everything to resurface and let me back into her life. Yeah, he's going to take it. And then he's going to go right back to being the that he was all along and that's going to give him even more of a pep in his step to know that you not only took him back but you tolerated it again and random backtracking here but the way that the Scorpio re-entered being unblocked the second time around he acted mad and upset because he was confused that I would block him before he responded after 24 hours to my request to hang out like Dude, by the time you did respond, the offer has expired. It would have been a big f*** you. And no, you don't get to hit me up at the last of last minutes to see me. And you're not going to train me into hanging out with you last minute. And if you guys want more context on this, go watch the Block Him episode. I go into full detail there. So I'll just leave it and move on. These guys who have nothing else to be excited about in their life besides the prospect of you allowing them back into your world to be their option are people who are not going to change they have no interest in changing their only interest is in making sure that they have a fallback and who's the fallback it's you but it doesn't have to be so they come back and maybe they change for a day a week a month which by the way that's even more insulting because it's like oh you knew what to do this entire time you knew how to be decent and you decided to not be That's strike number one because once they feel like they have you where they want you and like they've done enough, they feel like their job is done and they feel like mission completed and they revert and they hope that you just learn how to tolerate them operating on that low breadcrumbing treatment level. The worst part is that even if you've unblocked them once, now they don't have respect for the situation anymore. They think all I have to do is just change up for a little bit and they'll take me back. And maybe the act will go on longer each time. Maybe it will go on for, hmm, I don't know, instead of one month, maybe it'll last three months. Maybe it'll last six months. The most nefarious ones will only switch up for as long as it takes to convince you to come back. And then after they fuck you, then they just ghost you and breadcrumb you all over again. And then that relationship was literally only riding on the high of being reunited for literally like 24 to 48 hours. It's really like fuck them for that. They know that you'll take them back eventually, so they'll never stop. These guys who come on really, really strong and then immediately switch up and turn into the exact opposite or these ones who always leave or make you feel like you need to block them and give them a reason to never come back are the ones who will always come back and try it again and again. Have you ever noticed that these guys play Groundhog's Day or like 51st Dates like they somehow never seem to remember anything in regards to the disrespect that they put you through? The most f***ed up thing about these Groundhog's Day is that they have this mentality that oh it must not be that bad if she let me come back or they think 
oh, she must have forgot. Or maybe I can convince her that I forgot. So maybe it wasn't that bad. Or it doesn't seem like I did it because I got comfortable and like I was deliberately malicious. I forgot because it was an innocent act that I didn't mean to do. I mean that there's a soft spot in there that they have discovered that they can continuously tap into and they abuse it. On top of the pride of having you as an option, there's also a secret sick little pride in knowing that they can be awful to you and come back and leave whenever they want. And they know just like how they're always going to come back that you will always take them back. And they don't care if they have to fight with you for four days or if they have to lie about being in love with you or if they have to actually like bait you out by saying that they finally want to be your boyfriend. They will say and do anything. It's all about experiencing the high of being able to get somebody to let them back into their world. And even if it's just to f- for just one time, it's about the power aspect. It's like the domination, the conquer, the conquest. It's not about having something special with you. And this is literally all about being hyped about the ability to do this to a person. It's weird. It's cruel. It makes no sense. But if you're not somebody who would do this, of course, it's not going to make sense to you. And maybe you've been emotionally separated for a while. Maybe you're not as hung up on them as you are before. So you think it'll be different. The only thing that's different for you is the ability to tolerate it less and less because I know for myself when the Scorpio tried that with me it's like I already learned how to live without you for two months. I already moved on. I accepted your absence. I actually created a life without you in it. So you not being in my world especially when you're in my world and you're already being so half-assed it's like what am I losing here? Nothing besides the potential and the potential doesn't mean Everyone has potential. In this scenario though, just because it's easier for you to mentally separate from them, just because you don't really have a them to be separated from, you're now dealing with this aspect of, hey, it's done for good this time. Like, do I tell them or do I just hit the block button again? How do I go about this? If this is a person who's coming back on the same exact bullshit, doing the same exact things that pissed you off in the first place, and they know that they're not living up to your standards, and you've already had this conversation, and at this point you would be beating a dead horse trying to make them understand or trying to make them see the hurt that you've been through with them. Save yourself the time. Save yourself the energy. I went through this with the Scorpio. I actually tried to explain to him one last time why this wasn't going to be something that he can just pop back up and revive again if he evaded my blocks. And all he did was acted like he was cool with being on block this time. And then he tried to revive the relationship like a casual conversation once again. So don't waste your time with these people. They don't take you seriously. It's like if they didn't respect you while you were in the relationship, why would they respect you when you're outside of the relationship when you're trying to block them and you're trying to set up these boundaries? These dudes who are going around your blocks are people who probably didn't respect your boundaries already to begin with. It's really weird to make it make sense, but it's basically like you're challenging them and they don't understand the concept of no communication and no contact. In fact, it's kind of like, oh, if I can get this person to take me off, then they really liked me all along. And then surprise, if you really like them, then you're going to tolerate them all over again. It's a cycle. And the only way that the cycle can stop is with you because it's sure as not gonna come from the person who's disrespecting your boundaries and doesn't have any respect for you and who doesn't have the capacity to change like you're gonna be the only one who can change this and so you need to stick to it and let's ask ourselves how did this person try to come back if it was just with a hey or how's life or what's up or if it was with any type of trifling message that wasn't an apology for their previous actions or an acknowledgement of how they treated you they can 
all the way off because that's just them testing to see if they can even get a response out of you. It is literally the equivalent of the toe in the water trying to see if you still care enough for them to even get a little bit of something out of you. And they approach it from this creepy salesman perspective where they know that even if you're just saying, you, off, I don't want to talk to you, why, or like you're questioning them or giving them any type of response, they go, ah, I still got a response. I got them to say something to me. I can turn this around. I can get them to unblock me. And I know you're thinking like, how does it turn into that? Because the sheer fact that you even engaged with them lets them know that a part of you cares. A part of you is willing to engage. And that's all they need to get their ego satisfied, which I know is sad, but they're not coming from a place where they have a lot of ego satisfaction already. And if you're the type of person who is strong enough to block them without saying anything to them at all, and you just let them get that green message one day out of nowhere, which, by the way, as you should, especially if it's somebody who knows your standards and they know how to treat you right and they chose not to, if you took that route and they're coming back with, I want an explanation, why did you do that, that was messed up, like, no, don't let them drag you back into the mud. Personally, the Scorpio did this to me the second time around and it really was just like a way to get back in. They know why. They know what they did. They don't want to know why so that they can correct their actions. They want to know why so that they can gaslight you into thinking that it wasn't that serious or it wasn't that bad. It's not about finding peace. It's not about treating you right. It's about getting back to a place where they can convince you to let them treat you like shit all over again. And I know, this sounds dramatic. Like, what kind of psycho would do that? The psycho that thinks that they can evade your boundaries? The psycho that thinks that they can under-deliver every time with you and that you're going to stick around and tolerate it. The person with no empathy. The person who lacks brain cells. And God forbid you do actually unblock this person. You believe that there's hope and change for a second time around. Which, by the way, it's not your fault. Because just like all the other reasons before, it's because you want love. It's because you care. It's because you believe in hope and you think that maybe they actually changed. Then you have to re-break up with them all over again when you realize that they didn't change. Because they didn't. And for me, I felt really bad because it was like this guy had asked for an explanation the last time around. So I felt like, oh, let me explain to him why he's getting blocked this time and why he should not be trying to evade my blocks in the future. That's an emotionally taxing conversation in and of itself. Even if it just happens over text, that's still going to consume a good 30 minutes to one hour of my day. Which, by the way... That could be a killer gym session. That could be a walk at the park. That could be a motivating podcast. It does not need to be my seventh breakup with a dude. It's honestly so much easier to just block and never have the conversation. And it's also more empowering, especially when it's a trifling who came back and did the same thing that made you want to block him to begin with. These are people who already don't respect your boundaries. They didn't respect them in the relationship. They're not going to respect them outside of the relationship. These are also people who take satisfaction in the sheer act of being able to get blocked and being able to get unblocked. They take satisfaction in the win. It makes them feel like they've done something that they haven't been able to achieve before. And also, it's a person who does not have genuine intentions, especially if you catch them sliding up within 24 hours, 72 a week, a month. These are people who really didn't care about actually being good to you or having something with you. They just wanted to be able to say they got back with you. Just like how the average person can't understand the mentality of going on a spree of ending lives, you're not going to understand the mentality of somebody who does this. 
You have to remember they were put on block for a reason, especially if it's somebody who's coming back and acting the same. They're not going to change. If this is somebody who's narcissistic, the worst case scenario is that they feel like they own you. Like it doesn't matter how much time has gone on. They feel like they now have the right to come in and out. And these guys might not even want a serious relationship. So if they're doing it to you, they're probably doing it to others. And guess what? They can do this with you for years. I don't even mean one or two. Like it could probably go on for six until they move across the country or they move out of the country. Unless you are somebody who is willing to settle for breadcrumbs and half-assed love and being their side piece and never being prioritized, this is not someone who wants to do right by you. And look, if you keep taking them back, we have to get down to the bottom of it. Why do you feel like you don't deserve better? Why do you feel like you can't do better? Have you actually allowed enough time to pass to see that your life has actually improved without this person? Because that's what happened to me. Like, literally, they left my life for one month and suddenly I was actually able to focus and do all the stuff that I needed to do because my mental occupation wasn't wondering and dwelling on why I was being mistreated and why somebody wasn't loving me the way that I needed them to. You are severely underestimating the cognitive impact that mistreatment and emotional abuse, yes, abuse of your kindness, has on your day-to-day life if you think that taking them back isn't a big deal. The hardest part with being somebody who blocks them and knowing that you're done and that you're not dealing with this person anymore and that you're not expecting messages from them because you made it so that they can't message you is when you're dealing with like the Scorpio who thinks that they will find a way back by any means and that they will do it whether you actually were expecting it or not. Because trust, that man was so awful to me, I thought that there was no way that this is going to be a person who actually wants to be a part of my life again. But them wanting to be a part of your life isn't the sentimental thing. Like I said, it comes from all these sick little weird reasons internally within their own head that we'll never be able to make sense of because we wouldn't personally do that. So on top of having that mental clarity of they can't talk to me anymore because I made it so that they can't talk to me, you have to also prepare yourself for the possibility that if this person comes back and no, it's not a good thing, when they do, you have to stand strong and stand your ground and know exactly what took place the first time around, the second time around, or the third time around, or how many times you've been through this. You have to know that they're not going to change and you have to accept the reality that you're living in a cycle with them. Especially if this is somebody who's new to you in your world, like maybe you've known them for one month or three months, or maybe it's even like moving on to the point of four and five. If this was somebody who wanted to be your boyfriend or who wanted to be serious with you or who actually had genuine intentions with you, trust. They wouldn't be in and out. You wouldn't be in this cycle. You would already be well on your way to being on your consecutive month of dating them. Now, I want to move it away from that conversation and I want to talk to the people who just need the compassion Sometimes we get that desire to act on the immediate urge of missing this person. We think, oh, well, I'm not healed anyway, so I might as well just go back and be with them. Or maybe you think, well, I can't stop having this thought, so maybe I should act on it. No and no. Learning to live without a person means that even if you do get that thought, you have a clear vision of what your future is going to be like without them in it. You know that if this person were to re-enter your life right now, all they would cause is dysfunction and hurt and pain. They would destabilize you. Or you know that this is a person who can never love you to the depths that you love them. So you might even catch yourself on the verge of being this manipulative person trying to coerce them or control them or make them care when you can't do that to other people. They either care or they don't. And the fact that they don't care is your cue to leave or to just separate yourself from the situation. 
Those emotions of feeling like we should act on missing somebody or maybe feeling like we want to return to the high that they give us can be really intense and it can be really hard to reject and turn them off. And obviously saying don't act on it is a lot easier than not acting on it in the moment. But you have to realize that this person isn't someone who's good for you because if this was someone who was good for you and someone who was safe and reliable and dependable, this relationship would have already been well on its way. You would probably be entering the next steps of it. You wouldn't be in a revolving door of on and off and that whole thing is a pattern. If you're somebody who ended the relationship and you feel like, oh, well, maybe I pulled the trigger too fast. Maybe I just acted on that one thing that I shouldn't have acted on. Maybe I should have given it a chance. Now I can't find anybody else or I'm having a really hard time finding someone else. First of all, that was probably you acting in your best instinct. In fact, if you were to come back, you would just get more reasons on top of the one that you decided to leave them for. It very rarely gets better once you see that one red flag. In fact, red flags are like cockroaches. Once you see one, the rest of them start piling out of the cracks in the corners and you find more and more over time and they don't go away. So if you are someone who left after the first red flag or after they started slipping up, good on you. Congratulations. You are one of God's strongest soldiers. And I'm not religious. I'm just making meme jokes. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, you guys, some of these things are things that you're going to have to experience for yourself. Personally, for myself, it was like after round number two, three, and four, I had to ask myself, how many times do I need to go through this breakup? How many times do I need to heal and tell myself that I need to learn to live without this man? Or how many times am I going to kick myself? Each time it was a different type of pain. The breakup had me feeling stupid or mad at myself for a different variety of reasons, which, I mean, look, you're not stupid. You're hopeful. You're a person who wants love. You're this person who has belief for a better future, and those are beautiful qualities to have, but you're giving it to the wrong person. And even if there's a little part of you that's still hurt, do you really think that you're going to get healed in the place that broke you? No, and I don't want you guys to find this out the hard way. Unfortunately, some of you guys might get to the end of this podcast and tell yourselves, "Mm, I want to unblock him. I think I want to find out for myself. Just know that the high of the reunion is very fleeting. For myself, my cycles lasted in shorter windows than the last, and it was because it became more painful to deal with the reality that this wasn't a person who changed, and this wasn't a person who was going to be good to me, and that I was engaging in the act of the literal definition of crazy, doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. You have to be the person who breaks the cycle. You have to be the person who's aware of it. As soon as you can realize that you're doing this to yourself and that you're impeding your ability to function fully because you're putting so much focus and energy into this dysfunctional relationship, that's when you can start to move forward. That's when you can pick up the pieces. And no, you don't just launch like a rocket off into the sunset and live happily ever after the second that you realize. Sometimes it's a gradual movement that just takes one day at a time. It's just one step in the right direction every day. But that's still good to do. You can learn how to break toxic cycles. You can learn how to leave toxic, dysfunctional relationships. You can learn how to not be a person who goes through that revolving door. So much of this leaves room for even larger conversations, but you need to know for yourself that it's possible to ascend beyond this relationship. There are more people in this universe besides that one guy. And whatever connection that you had to this person, yeah, you might not have it with another person. 
you probably don't want to keep going around and having the same exact relationship each and every time. In fact, the part of the relationship that makes it feel so rewarding to you is probably the fact that it has been so bad to you and that the parts of it that have been rewards have felt like moments of water in a desert. Like, ah, finally, I got a drop. Like, that's probably what you're actually addicted to, not this actual person. And you might think that you're creating a space of love for yourself when you're allowing yourself to have love by taking this person in. But really, you're showing that person more love and compassion than you're showing yourself. By rejecting them and saying, no, you don't get a place in my life. No, you don't get round three, round four, round five, or maybe round seven or eight for some of you guys. By denying them access into your life, you're saying, I love me more. I deserve more than this. And you know that's completely fair, and that's justifiable, and that doesn't make you evil, and it doesn't make you this bad person. In fact, it makes you a person who's capable of growth. It makes you a person who's moving on with their life as you should be doing. Sometimes these battles are hard for us to fight by ourselves. You might need somebody else to reaffirm why you left that relationship. You might have to tell a friend, a family member. You might have to even share it with a coworker or maybe even a mentor. You might have to be like, hey, I need you to tell me why I left this relationship or I need you to give me a good reminder. This is why I brought up the journaling thing earlier on in the podcast, because if you have a journal entry where you specifically told yourself, I'm blocking this person for this and this reason, and this is my recent experience with them, you're going to relive that hurt. Your mind's going to go back to that place of where you were when you wrote that, and it's going to be the reminder that you need. So with all of that being said, I'm going to end the podcast here. Have some compassion for yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't tell yourself it's because you subconsciously attract awful relationships because that's what you subconsciously like. No and no, that's bogus. You are capable of so much more than this cycle and sometimes you just need a break. You just need to be alone, even though it feels like that's inconceivable. Um, If you're somebody who's struggling with the idea of being alone and maybe you feel like that's a very unfulfilling way to live, go listen to my podcast episode, No Man Equals No Value. And if you're somebody who's dealing with the problematic issue of even blocking a man, like maybe you just need that motivation to reblock right now, I have the episode called Block Him and Never Look Back. These are my homework assignments to you. And I promise they're going to help. It's not just like, you know, fluffy work. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. This one's going to go up on YouTube if you guys want to leave any direct comments and feedback underneath it. I would love to see it. And if you're listening to me on Spotify, hello, give your girl a five-star rating. Same thing with Apple. Give me a rating. Five stars, preferably. And um, yeah, it really helps me out if you want to spread fleeksy supremacy. Also, did you know that I'm on Patreon? For $2, you can support fleeksy supremacy. And it would be very appreciated. I also post updates whenever I put up new content in there or when I do something nice for the community. So if you haven't already re-blocked that guy, I hope you block the f*** out of his And if you're struggling with blocking him and keeping him on block, just know that it's possible. You can do it. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys all have a great day. Bye!